0: The Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the OrthoPAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. We're airing a repeat of a 2020 podcast, an interview with Don Morton-Rias on gender inequality in healthcare and diversity in healthcare. I am happy to say that we will be hosting Dawn Morton-Rias and Shawnee Fleming from the University of Maryland at our annual meeting in Nashville. They will be lecturing on diversity in healthcare. Please listen now for our prior discussion on similar topics. Dawn Morton-Rias is our guest today. She is the president and CEO of the NCCPA. She has also served in multiple leadership roles, including the president of the Physician Assistant Education Association, an appointee to the Health Resources and Services Administration on Primary Care Training in Medicine and Dentistry, as an appointee to the Federation of State Medical Boards Education Committee, advisor to the National Health Service Corps, and as commissioner on the Physician Assistant Accreditation Commission. She also consulted on the development of the PA profession in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Her clinical background is extensive and includes family medicine, addictive medicine, GYN, and medical education. Good morning, doctor. Welcome to the OrthoPAC podcast.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: I wanted to talk to you about a somewhat difficult topic, I think, uh, to bring up, but I think it's important that we do. Most all of us have seen the terrible tragedy of George Floyd's death. This has stirred a nationwide about worldwide outpouring of protest, driven many organizations and industries to speak out on the issues of racism, diversity, and inequality. The NCCPA posted a statement on this topic in early June, and I was wondering if you might share your thoughts on this with our listeners.
1: Well, this is—you're right. This is a very interesting topic, a very challenging topic. One that um, some are shying away from, and some are being very expressive uh, about. I feel that um, an NCCPA is is part of the healthcare landscape. We are a member of the of the health professions, if you will, the health delivery uh, service system. And racism is a public health problem. It is a public health concern. Uh, and I think health disparities are well well documented. We're not creating that that evidence. That evidence is well documented. Our country has a has a challenging past that uh, is has been difficult for populations, and when we see outrageous actions, we can't be quiet. And we've taken we've taken some hits for this because uh, you know we are the certifying body, and so some have responded to our statement in opposition, stating that you know you're just a certifying body, just basically stay in your lane. Um, as a certifying body, we're ensuring that PAs have demonstrated a fund of knowledge across a broad spectrum of health topics at entry to the profession and throughout their careers. And that's what our whole focus is on, you know, in pants, pantry, certification maintenance, etc. This is a public health problem. Health disparities violence, racism result in in health disparities and health inequities, increased morbidity and mortality in certain populations. And so we felt that we couldn't just stay quiet. And, you know, we're part of this healthcare landscape. And we're not going to just be a silent observer to what's going on in, in the society that we all live in. Following up from, uh, you know, from our statement, we've coordinated, and you may have seen this in our newsletter, we announced it, we've coordinated uh, weekly phone calls uh, uh, and invited PAs to let us know if they'd like to just be part of what we're calling a listening tour, and we're we're basically wanting to hear from PAs a couple of things. One, how they're experiencing covid how they're experiencing the social unrest and the, and the social climate that we're living in right now, and what and, and asking them how can we how can we help? What can we do? Uh, what can we do alone, or what can we do in partnership with AAPA and PAEA and ARCPA to help address the problem that affects all of us? Um, you know, we don't live in in a, in a with our heads in the sand, we live in the real world. We're all part of the landscape, uh, and we can't just pretend that we're not. Uh, so that's that's what we're doing. And yes, I've you know I've gotten some very um, colorful responses from from some of our members of our profession. I've also gotten some support. For our statement, um, but I think statements are important. Follow up and action is is equally as important. What can we do? You know, and we've gotten we've have heard and continue to hear from PAs um, of all walks of life, those who have been recipients of microaggressions or other uh, forms of of racism and discrimination, and those who have been observers. And so it's been a fruit these are fruitful conversations. Uh, and some themes have emerged. Some suggestions for us to to partner with other organizations to help increase diversity of the profession, to help support uh, increasing awareness uh, about this profession across um, you know all walks of life. Um, support around scholarships and, and grants for students uh, from diverse backgrounds. I mean, those are just some of the suggestions that have that has emerged from, um, from these conversations. So it wasn't just a statement just to be part of a bandwagon, but also it's a statement because we believe it's a public health problem and we follow it up with, with some action to see, well, what, what are the next steps? How do we help move the needle forward or in a positive direction after the attention fades and people start talking about something
0: else? Right. You know, I agree completely. We, as a board of directors of POS, posted a position statement on our website, which is available now on the same topics. And one of the promises we made was to explore the topic uh, racism, diversity, and inequality via this podcast, and also offer educational topics at our conferences when we are able to offer our conferences again. You were previously the chair of the Association of PA Programs, Minority Affairs, and Project coordinator of the Minority Issues Workshops in the 1990s. Um, do you have any suggestions to our listeners uh, how PAOS and how our members can promote diversity in healthcare in leadership roles in our organization?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, this is a passion of mine. This is something that I have worked on um, and continue to work on. And, and cultural competence is an ongoing. Uh, skill set and development. And so I think the first step for all of us is to to know ourselves and know our biases. Um, you know, we're, we are all born and raised in, in families where we've learned great lessons, wonderful lessons, helpful things that have survived, that helped us survive and thrive. We've also been subject to and learned some perhaps narrow views or Less than um, a welcoming perspectives from from well meaning family members and the communities that we've lived in, I think the first step for all of us is to is to check ourselves and to and to challenge ourselves to know to think about um, our own biases and to do the, the best that we can to to minimize and eliminate our, our own biases that's the first step. I think our profession is not reflective of Of the diversity of of America, 13% of of residents of the U.S. are African American or identify themselves as African American, but yet 3% a little more than 3% of PAs are African American. So why is there that gap? And I think there are lots of lots of reasons. But if each of us recognize that there is a problem, there is there is an inequity here, that we're all not starting from the same place and to do what we can where we are, uh, that's an important first step. And that involves knowing our biases and being willing to, to cha- challenge our biases and to, and to think differently. Uh, second of all, I think when we're in leadership roles, we are accustomed to working with people who are most like us, who, who think like us and process like us and have similar backgrounds. And it's easy that way but i I think we have to challenge ourselves to ask our our organizations our, our communities that we work in, are we doing everything that we can to to welcome diverse perspectives, or are we so accustomed to doing things the way we've always done them that we are not welcoming inadvertently, not intending to be unwelcoming, but because of our of our culture and our patterns of behavior we tend to exclude others. So I think organizations, and you've described it very, very nicely, that you are you made a statement, your organization made a statement, and i looking now to say, well, how can we improve our diversity, move the needle forward in, in having greater involvement and representation of people from all walks of life? That's the first step. And then you look at your policies and procedures to say, well, what, are, what in our policies and procedures enhance our recruitment of diverse people or inhibit our recruitment of diverse perspectives? Uh, what, what in our structure helps or hurts? Education is important, is key. We have to continually refresh refresh, and replenish our knowledge base. As soon as we think we know it all, we're done. <laughs> now we're dangerous. Right. We know this in medicine. We know this in every other aspect of our life. So to have an organization like yours that is clinically specialized and so well-respected to include in your lineup of topics the importance of cultural competence and the skills necessary to check your biases, to treat the patient in front of you, not the patient who they represent in your mind... (laughs) To, to have that as part of your lineup of, of content, CME content, speaks volumes. You know, we each have a platform, and they're different platforms, but if all of us are utilizing our platforms to acknowledge that there is a problem and that we want to help, you know, ameliorate the problem. And that we're willing to take some heat, (laughs) because there will be some heat. (laughs) Um, That we're willing to take some heat, but we think it's important, and these are the steps that we're taking. Is it all going to be solved tomorrow? Of course not. But I think you're doing the first best steps, taking those first best steps to, to help address and improve the situation to the best of our ability. And with each one of us doing that, I think that helps. That sends the message that the profession as a whole values diversity, and we want to continue to improve ourselves individually and and collectively so that we can meet the needs of our, continue to meet the needs of our patients who are increasingly more diverse and that our profession is increasingly more diverse.
0: That's what it's all about, you know, making a change for the better. And I also hope that we're able to uh, promote more diversity in our leadership uh, throughout uh, not only the POS, but our healthcare profession. So I really appreciate you speaking on that. And uh, we will continue to have conversations on this as we move forward.
1: I think this is this is really important. Thank you for your interest.
0: Keep listening for part two of our interview with Don Morton-Rias from the NCCPA.